We talked of our pasts, of our reasons for doing what we do, and to that point, even shared a few hidden secrets within our own closets. All the while, her listening eyes hearing beyond the noise of first impression. To her, the ups and downs of life are key to finding purpose, and overshadowing her decades of well-earned medical qualifications beat the rhythm of the spirit child that drives her. Born into this world one and a half months premature, her less than four pound frame fought for life. And with an astonishing remembrance of the infant pain she bore, she so boldly credits those fetal moments as the genesis to the spiritual connection she so purely radiates. Something that we can all do is put our intention and our spirit and our mind and our hearts in the same positive direction. Doesn't have to have exactly the same qualifiers, everybody's gonna be a little different, but if it's positive, it's gonna to come together. It's called collective consciousness. It's ancient. This is not a new concept, but what is more new, I guess, about it is it's a pressing time. It's time. It's truly time that we come together because we can benefit our planet and ourselves and humanity in the highest way by doing so. It doesn't matter what religion we are, what color we are, what race we are, what gender we are, we're human and we were given the authority to be the guardians of this planet. And it's simply by pointing our arrows in a sacred direction, if, if you will, that's a symbology I use for it. It's one mind, one God. A survivor of her own afflictions, and a decipher living to aid others, the light of her reaches to illuminate the unpracticed eye. Within her a most noble pedigree, a line graph of life that ebbed with demand for her gifts. The obstacle she has overcome and pierced by the skepticism of critics shows of a life dedicated beyond herself. And in it all, her soulful intent, intellect, and caring nature stands faithful and balanced. As with one foot securely planted in the world of medical analysis and reason, she most powerfully pushes forward the luminance of a source unseen. I believe that I was born to bridge different kinds of medicine and to bridge the spiritual world with the scientific world, because I think they're part of each other. I mean, if, if you study Einstein at all, he was a very spiritual person. They go hand in hand, but most people see them as completely separate. And we went through this big era here in the West where we began to worship science as our God and our altar that we drew our medicine from and we shunned spirit. If you look at the first caduceus, the winged staff of Mercury has two snakes and wings at the top. If you look at the caduceus of the AMA, it has one snake. To me, that always signified something was missing and to me that was spirit because we didn't even talk the word spirit for a long time until somewhere in the 90s maybe we began to be able to use that word and being always interested in other medicines and esoteric medicines throughout my career the word spirit of course is part of it when you go and you, you spend time with indigenous peoples spirit is part of healing i used to go around the country and give lectures on the science behind mind body medicine of course i meant much more than mind body I meant mind, body, spirit, medicine. And I think my grand presentation was 
the greatest one that I probably ever did was at MD Anderson, where I went and gave the keynote talk. And then the, the grand rounds, do you know what grand rounds is? In a hospital, all doctors are required to go to grand rounds. It's, it's something they have once a week. It's every doctor, every intern, every student has to come, okay? And it was on uh, the science behind Native American medicine. And everybody wanted to show up and see, you know, what did this tall blonde lady have to say about that? But having had experience in it and some research, it was, it was pretty phenomenal. At the end, though, it was, it's, of course, there's always, I say this because I've given talks to very large crowds and not necessarily on types of topics that everybody has consensus on, you know, <laughs> you know, bringing up other sorts of thinking. And you can see the hierarchy, like the big cheeses sit down in front with their long white coats and their, they have a bunch of pins and fruit salad on their, on their coats and they have gray hair and then going back, then the coats get shorter and the pins get less. <laughs> and then in the very back of the people with no coats on. So one of the big guys in the front, I think he was a professor of neurology. He said, tell me, Dr. Randall, if someone comes in the emergency room and they've broken their arm, what is Native American medicine going to do for them? Obviously very challenging sort of question. I said, you know, that's, that's a very good question, doctor. I said, in, in Native American medicine, if you sit down, you look at your patient in the eye, put your hand on their shoulder, you connect energies. That's shamanism 101. Right away, something begins to happen. You sit on their bed, you might touch them, and then you tell them they're going to be okay. That changes their energy, that changes their chemistry right away. Their pain level goes down their pain requirement for pain medicine goes down and they begin to believe you and trust in you and their outcome is going to be better. That's since been proven through research that if you give the patient that, their outcome is going to be better. And the camera guy was like zooming in on me as I was saying that, you know, so at the very end, you could hear the medical students in the back going, yippee! <laughs> was so cute. Then of course you take the x-ray, put the cast on, Whatever else you have to do. Nobody's going to withhold that. In an era of insurance protocols, HMOs, PPOs, and the growing bureaucracy of timed office visits, she walks the walk of a dedicated caregiver. A person of character and intuition who, willing to take the hits, leans against any form of systemic thinking and formatted practice. To her, the value of an individual human is of great worth. And for her, life's purpose is turning her heart towards those she serves. I'm very much into talking with people and hearing also what they have to say. Being a, a healer and a doctor and, a, you know, I'm also a board certified professor of medicine from UCLA. I'm not there any longer, but I always felt the most important thing that I could do for my patients was to listen to them. And I'll sit down and listen to them, their whole story usually takes an hour. Some people have more to say. And usually they come in and they talk really fast because they think they're gonna, you're gonna cut them off and pass them a pill and push them out the door. But that's, that's not how I do it. Because people come in to see me for something physical, but really it turns out to be much more than that. And if you listen to everything they have to say, 
they'll tell you why they're there. They'll tell you their own answer, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Vetted and companioned by the pureness of the spirit child she harbors, she is soulful. In tune, guided by the vibrations of two worlds she also clearly sees. The rhythm of her mind and heart beating the pulse of both the temporally visible and the spiritually hidden. Yes, a healer she is, and as she monitors the blood flow of a living planet, she is forthcoming in her diagnosis. We need to work on healing ourselves, healing our communities, healing our planet, be the people that we, we need to be, be the guardians of this planet and each other's souls. It's kind of gotten back to the me, me thing again, to, or what I see like on social and things like that. Me, me is good because it's about self-healing. I don't, I'm not dissing that or saying that it's not a good thing. I'm saying we need to also include in that the we. It's really about me and we. We're nothing if we're not we. Community is, is health, is part of health. And it's also part of healing the planet. It's also part of becoming together in the one mind, in the one God. And it's about positive thinking. Everybody says you can't always be positive. But, I mean, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be, to grieve a loss. It's all those feelings which may not be super happy, you know, joyful, laughing. Positive is not all that. Positive is just responding in a beneficial way. That's different than saying you have to be happy all the time. But that leads to happiness. So a well-spent presence leads to a happy future. But it, it requires attention and awareness and work. The temptation to call her doctor is real, but in reference to her practice and by no means meant as any disrespect, doctor she is not. For in the beauty of her outlook, in the construct of her years of hard-earned wisdom, in regard for our planet, and in honoring all the souls walking its surface, I feel it much more appropriate to not categorize her into any box but rather to simply share her prescribed medication. So it is to my new and I hope long-lasting friend, Dr. No Healer of the Soul, Gail Madeline Randall, might your diagnosis be readily prescribed to us all. The acknowledgement of the soulful gift we all have equal authority to honor. And in that, the power of the guiding and healing spirit he or she offers to each of us.